1: welcome one and all to kind of funny games daily for thursday march 17th 2022 i am your returning host tamar hussein joined by my brother from another mother tim gettys
0: Tim's amp thursdays baby they're back in full effect it's, it's
1: been a while how you been tim
0: so good man so good can't wait to talk about the news with you today especially mm-hmm. excited about the super massive stuff so let's Ooh, let's get into yeah, it
1: yeah let's get into it before we get into it though tim you know i have a rotating or a regular segment which is just reminding people the importance of the day mm-hmm. that i am hosting and um, that is of course the 17th we have some birthday shout outs we want to shout out kurt russell kind hell of funny yeah friend, we kurt do Russell. happy birthday Kurt russell. Friend,
0: yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Another kind of funny best friend, Gary Sinise, another actor.
0: Gary Sinise, I uh, can't say I'm familiar off the top of my...
1: Gary Sinise my... is a name that I know. I believe he is in um, uh, the adaptation of... Uh, what's it called? Of Mice and Men. Of Mice and Men, okay. And, and uh, he's also in one of the Law and Orders or like... CSI. CSI or something P- like that. People one. are saying yeah. he's
2: Lieutenant Dan as well in... Um...
0: Whoa, he is Lieutenant Dan. Why am I liking the name of that movie? Uh, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump.
1: Oh, you. yes, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Um, also, my homie, English actor John Boyega. Let's boy. go, baby. Oh, shit. Um, I, I love would, him, I, man. I, I wish he was my homie. That would be fun. I,
0: I wish that he was in more things in recent
1: times. Like, I, yeah. I want more of him.
0: He deserves more of a, we need a Boyega stance. Mm-hmm. I think we
1: will get, we'll get
2: it soon. I think all of the the Star Wars kids needed like a little bit of time. You know, to like just like mm-hmm. simmer down from the Star Wars stuff because we're seeing that a little bit with Oscar Isaac. He's coming back in a big way. I think we'll, uh, you know, Daisy Ridley is doing like uh, artsy stuff, right? Um, well, and I, I think we'll get John Boyega back in a in a big
1: way. What's well, the tricky thing? The well, tricky thing with John Boyega was he popped off about, at, at Hollywood for Star Wars, mm. right? So like potentially burned some bridges for the right reasons. Right. Um, but like, who knows what he's come back.
2: But like in like smaller. Also, like, artsy stuff that, like, maybe mm-hmm. we get him into, like, uh, you know, he, he'll have his, like, uh, uncut gems moment and stuff like that reason. Like, yeah. some really great, uncut like, gems. films kind of shit. Um, or, you know, you could just rewatch Attack the Block, which is
1: fucking awesome. Attack the Block's great. Um, in, ni- in 1762, on this day, the first parade for St. Patrick, the patron saint of Ireland, was held by Irish soldiers serving in the British Army in New York City. So, St. Patrick's Day never- Parade. Never thought of St.
0: Patrick as a person.
1: No, he you know? it is. It was amazing. It was a day,
0: an idea, but not a man. I f-
1: yeah, I feel like St. Patrick's parades have been happening nonstop since last week because I was going from San Francisco to um, Oakland in, in a lift with one of Lucy James Games, and it, it took us genuinely an hour
0: because yeah.
1: everywhere was closed. And everywhere we went, I could hear music, like Irish-themed music. And the amazing thing was... We eventually found the source of this music and it was one small Irish pub, which I don't <laughs> know, just absolutely killing it. Like they either got the loudest sound system ever or figured out the acoustics there of San Francisco. There was a parade San Francisco. last
2: weekend as well. I think that the city like wanted to do a parade like the weekend before rather than the weekend after. So there, right. there was also like a, because we had friends coming to our place um from across the from across the city and they had to like kind of track down of like okay where's the parade at now so we don't like hit it at all so yeah
1: yeah yeah it's wild but yeah today's the uh anniversary of the first time um in 1973 after it was released pink floyd's dark side of the moon album stayed on the billboard 200 charts for 736 weeks the most consecutive number of weeks any album was ever on that chart You know, I
0: I think about that album often, and and honestly, I think about it in connection with that fact of, like, how big of a hit this was for that duration of time. For something that technical and that kind Mm. of, like, deep musically, I'm just so surprised that there was ever a moment in time that, like, that was the type of music that was appreciated on the Billboard charts in this way. Like, that's really, really impressive. I mean, I I do guess... And it just stayed on the Billboard Top yeah. 200. It's not necessarily high on it, but still, that's yeah. really cool. The best thing
2: about had, Eternals is when it opened up with time. Like, that was yeah. so fucking good.
1: It holds up as well, so you could just do it today, and it's like, great. so good. Um, in 2020, any 2012, sorry, the number one hit on March 17th, 2012, 2012, god damn, um, was Fun, featuring Janelle Monae. Um, we are young. Never heard it. And now. I'm going to say it
0: banger and a half like this is one of those songs that people are going to be like I fucking hate it it's a commercial song yeah
1: it's one of the greatest commercial
0: songs of our generation man you can put Mm -hmm. that thing under an old navy commercial you can put that thing under a Wrestlemania commercial and it's going to get me just as high I remember
2: I was a junior in high school and the senior class who I was like friend uh, friends with a lot of them because I was in drama club so there's a lot of like different grades like coming together as friends and they wanted to use that as their like graduating song but then of course there's like You know, the the verse is about like, you know, like beating people and stuff. And it was like, "Mm." so I remember they had to like walk down to a very awkward, uh, like cut version of that song, which was really weird.
0: I love that. In, In elementary school, we all had to sing a song to leave. I don't, elementary school's weird, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, I know. Like, fi- <laughs> yeah, the fifth graders are going to do this like a performance now. And um, we got to vote on what the song was and we all voted for Bye 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 by sync because <laughs> we're like, yeah, we're saying bye. Fuck and all yeah. the parents are like, the lyrics of this song are not <laughs> about fifth graders moving on to middle school (laughs) we killed it though we fucking killed
1: it there's a there's a song by judena called safari which is like it's got janelle monet as like a a featured artist on it she literally comes in and says like three words just safari and like leaves (laughs) and it's like incredible it's really good anyway anyways today's stories include a new game from until dawn developer supermassive the halo tv show reviews the release date for Netflix's Resident Evil series and GoldenEye potentially making a return and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily where each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv forward slash Kind of Funny Games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com forward slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com forward slash kindoffunnygames or roosterteeth.com or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kinda funny games daily. Remember, you can also use epic creator code Kinda funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite. Um, you may have heard of Fortnite as the game in Elden Ring. Um, you might have seen it mentioned there a few times. Um, and that will help support the channel very easy to do. To be part of the show, you can head to patreon.com forward slash games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get this show ad-free along with the exclusive daily post show. Housekeeping, I mean, goddamn one time let it be a bad game of sweeping. A new kind of funny games cast is up right now, and it is the long awaited Tunic Review. Andy and Janet played it, and they're joined by Greg and Blessing to talk about it. And it's great the game and the podcast. You can check that out on youtube.com forward slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe. And speaking of games cast, um, game cast, sorry, uh, review season oh, a is with Zero S, S. S. Games Cast. Gamecast, Gamescast, Gamescast. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, I'm, getting, uh, semantic, I'm getting semantic satiation from the word Gamescast. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, review season is still in overdrive. Um, and next week, there will be two review gamecast dropping. Um, keep your eyes on the feeds and the fingers on the bell so you can get notified when they go live. Uh, there's also two new Mario Kart 8 Deluxe DLC drops at some point soon when Nintendo deigns it, uh, us worthy to have them. So make sure you join us tomorrow right here on twitch.tv forward slash kindoffunnygames after games daily to watch Barrett and Tim play the new Cops for the very first time. And there's going to be some multiplayer goodness too. And now we've got a shout out. Tim, do you want to give us a shout out?
0: I do. I would love to give a shout out to the homie Raven Simone, aka Bob Dunga. Barrett, if you could bring up this tweet, that'd be super cool. Uh, we had her on the games cast a couple months ago to talk about one of the lost media, lost games in media uh, projects that she worked on. She does these super dope in-depth documentary uh looks into things and she made a new documentary about the history of sailor moon and how it was westernized and all this stuff and it's really good it's really cool and a ton of cool people that you know uh made small cameos including myself i voiced a character and it was Mm -hmm. pretty cool and i appreciate being a small part of this so thank you for that
1: raven GameSpot and uh kind of funny uh co-host lucy jane also voices a um voice in there i did a lot of fun I was like, let me voice one of the sailors. And she was like, no, absolutely not. No, no. No, I, I didn't ask. But imagine more of a young anime girl. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that Love shit. It. Nobody wants that. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Gordon, Maguire, Fargo, Brady, and Pranksy. And today we are brought to you by MeUndies and DoorDash, but we'll tell you about that more later. For now, let's begin with what is and will forever be the roper report it is time for some video game news Uh, we've got four stories today a picker's dozen thank you ceo junior barrett um until dawn developer supermassive has released a new game and it is released announced a new game it is called the quarry um, 2K on Supermassive Games has announced The Quarry, a new teen horror narrative game where your every choice big or small, shapes your story and determines who lives in the to tell the tale, featuring an iconic ensemble cast of Hollywood stars and celebrities, including David Arquette Woo! from the Scream franchise check out Scream Love and it. review um, perfect timing, Ariel Winter from Modern Family hell yeah Justice Smith from Jurassic World. And Detective Pikachu, let's and go. And Detective Pikachu. Brenda Song from Dollface. Woo!
0: Okay, would
1: love to Brenda. see that. And, and Sweet Life of
2: uh, Zach and Cody. Yes. Of course, yeah, okay, of course,
1: Of course. Lance Henriksen from Aliens. There we go. And Lin Shay from A Nightmare on Elm Street. And more. Ethan Suppley. What?
0: Ethan mm-hmm. Suppley is in this. Hold this- on, Barrett. Can you bring up the link that I put at the top of the uh, the doc there? Give the top a of the news story? Kim wants
1: to supplement.
0: So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like <I> <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is amazing. They have a website uh, for, for game2 kcom where you can go and it has like little bios kind of of each of the characters. Um, if you scroll down a little bit, yeah. Uh, can you hit the bottom middle guy with the hat? Ethan fucking Supply looking oh, like shit. an Adonis. Looking I didn't even recognize Like he shows up it. in the trailer and I didn't even recognize him. Holy shit. Yeah, man. If, you, if y'all don't remember who this is, this is the bigger dude from Boy Meets World. Like the bullies friends. And he lost uh, all of the weight.
2: I, I was going to say he's uh, Earl's brother and my name is Earl. But he's that also too. the guy who can't see the the sailboat in um, Mallrats as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. Um, as the sun sets on the last day of summer camp, the teenage counselors of Hackett's Quarry throw a party to celebrate. No kids, no adults, no rules. Things quickly oh, yeah. take a turn for the worse. Hunted by blood-drenched locals and something far more sinister, the teen's party plans unravel into an unpredictable night of horror. Friendly banter and flirtations give way to life or death decisions as relationships build or break under the strain of unimaginable choices. Players each of the nine camp counselors in a thrilling cinematic tale where every choice shapes your unique story from a tangled web of possibilities. Any character can be the star of the show or die before daylight comes. How will your story unfold? This is interesting. Um, so over on GameSpot, uh, our Phil uh, Hornshaw did a, um interview with creative director Will Biles, and he... Confirms that this is more of a spiritual success to Until Dawn and an homage to horror movies than anything that they have had before. They've been doing the Dark Pictures anthology since then, and hit and miss on those. But this, everyone has been waiting for something to hit like El- hit like I was about to say Elden Ring. Oh my of god! Of course you were.
0: Of course you were, Tam. You're a broken man. You will never be fixed again. The what? ring has you under its
2: control. <laughs> oh, even this kid, even this kid. Um, he's from uh. Righteous gemstones. He's like the yeah. This is a cool cast. Tam, right
1: Tab, you're yeah. never gonna hear that. Like I want you to know.
0: Like that like the, the Elden Ring should have not been on your mind at all
1: at that moment. Like if, like, if there's a pause in my speech for or thinking for one second, my brain goes, Elden Ring? <laughs> and i'm just like oh god no oh i love uh, it uh, but yeah uh it says this is more of a spiritual successor to until dawn and this is a quote from that interview we should check out but it's also from um world says i'm a really big horror buff um and a lot of it is just absorbed i really like a lot of director sam raimi stuff and we've got ted raimi in the game Ted Raimi being so, Sam Raimi's brother. Dude, that's yeah. my thing.
0: Go go down, uh, second on the. Oh. Uh, well, there he goes. Yeah, <laughs> there he is. Yeah, so I was the one looking who comes this. up with uh, uh Doc Ock and stuff like that in Spider-Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm dude i was watching the uh or i was looking at the site uh before we did the show and i saw ted the name ted ramey and i was like thinking in my mind i'm like i gonna make a dumb joke that it's sam ramey's brother and now you've it just is. read this and it is sam ramey's brother <laughs> yeah, yeah. that is awesome <laughs>
1: yeah so the quote continues there's a little of evil dead there's friday the 13th as you can see from the summer camp there's the hills have eyes there's a lot of ae style horror and we definitely mixed up the eras so uh Whilst it's set in modern era, it's styled around the eighties, and then there's even more retro stuff that goes on with the locals who live near Hackett's Quarry, also, it, which is it, set around the fifties.
2: Really quick for any uh, any developer who of the quarry that might be uh, uh, watching or listening, uh, Ted Ramey's uh, last name is. Yeah, his uh, name is, is spelled wrong on your website. Yeah, so just, you just hate to up. see it.
1: One out of ten. Uh, the mm. quarry's feature. The quarry features full performance capture for all its actors, and Supermassive teamed up with Los Angeles special effects company Digital Domain, whose efforts include working on Thanos in Avengers: Endgame, to oh. enhance the in-game performances. Supermassive's technical approach has evolved through the course of its games, pretty clearly. But according to Biles, it's pushing the envelope here to capture more nuance and subtlety in its performance. So that's from uh, our interview with Will Biles. If you want to learn more about the game, um, you can check that out on games Oh, there's a bunch of interviews out. IGN has one I think there's a few other places that have one so if you're interested in learning more hit the uh hit up google and you'll find more how are you feeling about this Tim you know I'm pretty excited it's it's weird though it's a, it's a hesitant excited because
0: I really really loved Until Dawn but I do think it was too long for the ideal experience that that type of game is like I think that that game works best when it is more of a party environment when you're getting a group of people together you're kind of enjoying it as a interactive movie almost and making mm-hmm. the choices together and you know kind of like seeing how the story unfolds but i think when you're doing that over like a 10-hour thing that doesn't i i've i never fully finished the an until dawn playthrough with like my different groups of friends i did the thing on um uh old G like uh kind of funny games youtube stuff that me and nick did like we played through it all but i tried maybe five or six times with different friends starting it up be like yo y'all are gonna love it and they did love it but then it's like what are we really gonna commit to multiple weekends coming back and remembering like i just feel like smaller doses are are the solution for this but then we get the dark pictures anthology which was kind of exactly that but i feel like the stories that those were telling didn't lend themselves to that kind of group party dynamic that until dawn did with the kind of more teen slasher uh you know kind of 80s 90s movie inspired um storytelling this looks a lot more in line with that but it does seem like this is going to be a longer game as well so i i don't know it's kind of a a hard balance for sure because you Mm want to give people their money's worth but i do think that the greatest demographic to hit is the people that want to share this with their friends whether it's on the same couch and at a uh in a room together or on things like twitch and and all of that
1: yeah so this game is seven to ten hours long depending on how many characters survive um but they said it's highly replayable and it supports uh seven players with online co-op as well as couch co-op um and they're kind of evolving the uh past the controller um uh, system that they introduced in um the dark pictures games so it feels like they are kind of thinking along the same lines of what you are um, what you said there and trying to create this shorter more dense experience that you can enjoy with other people um, yeah i think this is really interesting because I'm, I'm like excited for this because i haven't been particularly enamored with the dark pictures stuff um it's felt a bit like I, everyone wants until dawn again, and they're finally giving us what seems like an until dawn game and It feels like also that this has been in the works for a really long time, um which means they have obviously taken learnings from the stuff that has been going on with dark pictures. Dark Pictures has had some highs, but also quite a few like lows and and boring moments um so I'm excited to see them take all the learnings from the last few years and put it into something that people really, really are excited for and really wanted um I think there was a little more trepidation around some of the dog pictures um themes and like uh aesthetics and you know people weren't as sold on it people just desperately wanted another like teen horror flick thing um yeah and, finally getting it.
0: and, and with a great cast I mean like this is so fun I feel like we have like the the kind of iconic horror tropey people like uh David Arquette but then also getting people like Brenda song which is fun because we got Ashley Tisdale in um the last dark pictures anthology so so close to getting a reunion there but um the Thanos tech is interesting because watching the trailer you can definitely see it right like Thanos is one of the more um impressive examples of CG that we've seen kind of in, in in facial animation in in history so kind of applying that tech to this is is really cool however it does create A very very weird kind of unnerving look where it's like that is but isn't david arquette you know it's that uncanny valley but like kind of a a, a new generation of it in a way yeah although justin smith that looked just like it. that was
1: great yeah it does like i'm i hope it's cheesy that's what i want i want i want want it to be like super super corny because it was they the problem with some of the dark picture stuff was like they tried to make it like genuinely good writing and it kind of missed the mark for me a lot of times um so i'm hoping that they like lean into the idea of it being like very very cheesy and they've got to be right like if they're citing all those kind of horror movies as their inspiration they've got to be looking at it and being like yeah we gotta make this hokey as as hell um but yeah exciting times Mm -hmm. next story halo tv show reviews have started to hit the internet um so the first two episodes of the show have been sent out to various people um we reviewed it at GameSpot um and in our review Chris Hainer said Halo is a show that shouldn't work in the grand scheme of things Uh, After over seven years of development, including showrunner, director and network changes, it's actually surprising that it exists at all. Thankfully, it does, though. What the team behind the show has created is an interesting new way of exploring the Halo franchise. It stands on its own away from the games, but it's only stronger for it. Now you can have two completely different and well-imagined Halo experiences to immerse yourself in, which is a pretty great thing. So our review, I think, skews on the more positive side. Um, uh, The Hollywood Reporter's uh, Daniel Feinberg said, um, uh, creators Kyle Klein and Stephen Kane have adapted Halo in a way that basically renders it with the emphasis on basic. It's a clone of The Mandalorian or Sweet Tooth or The Road or Lone Wolf and Cub. Boasts no technological innovations to speak of. A few performances to offer meaningful grounding and only limited action thrills. Halo is aggressively forgettable, which is at least several steps up from bad. Mm. Um, and then IGN's Jesse Shiden, Shiden, Shadeen apologies if i mispronounced uh, uh, that given how integral the massive battles between humanity and the covenant are to the appeal of the halo franchise the luck action in the halo premiere is cause for concern however the series gets enough right in this first outing to make up for that shortcoming as much as the premiere focuses on capturing the iconic weapons and technology from the games, it also shows a willingness to move its story in dramatically different directions. This is hardly a one-to-one adaptation of the games, and that's really the show's biggest selling point right now. And then finally, Collider's Chase Hutchinson says, Just as Master Chief is only able to scratch the surface of what happened to him, the show feels like it's only able to uncover the vastness of uh, only beginning to uh, uncover the vastness of its world. What we see is intriguing and demonstrates how there is a lot of potential for uh, Halo adaptations to thrive where many other forgotten attempts have failed. It mostly succeeds in this regard with the relationship between Quan and John providing to uh, pro- proving to be the show's saving grace. They offer a hopeful glimpse at future well, they both help, help each other face off against a universe that is dead set on using them for their own means. Even when everything else around them struggles to come together, they remain the glue that holds it all into place. So some mixed reviews for Halo. Again, this is based on two episodes, and I did speak to Chris, who wrote our review, and he said the first one's, eh, second one is much better, and he was, like, excited to see more. So what do you take? what's your take on those reviews, and also, um, are you excited for it? Are you going to watch it? Is it something um, you're looking for?
0: I got sent a screener for just the first episode, but I haven't watched it yet because I'm trying to get more because I want to do a review next week with uh, Mike and Andy um, mm-hmm. of the first episode just uh, as the bigger Halo people on the team. But um, it I, I'm not excited for it, but I am excited that it exists and I'm excited about some of the choices that they're making with it. I think the Paramount Plus uh, situation makes it a little bit even lesser of a must-watch kind of thing from the Mm -hmm. get-go, unless it was something truly special that it doesn't kind of seem to be based on the first two episodes, like it getting a seven like um who was it here daniel um from hollywood reporter saying that at least it's several steps up from bad. it's like yeah i think that's kind of where we've been at for a while now when it comes to video game movies and tv properties like we're out of that phase of them just being the absolute worst things in the world and i i bite my tongue on that because i knew i know we do have a story coming up that i'm about to go off on but uh i i, I feel like we're at a point where you can adapt game stories or characters or whatever in ways that don't necessarily need to be one-to-one or are one-to-one. But if that makes sense for the the genre and the, the characters uh, and it can be okay to good. And I feel like we're just waiting for those like truly amazing, great moments. I know people talk about arcane and that's a great example. Castlevania on Netflix, like we're, we're getting a lot of really, really good stuff. So I think that a seven these days uh, as the kind of general consensus ish, uh, on uh, episodes one and two, isn't quite enough to motivate people that just have casual interest. You know, I feel like mm. if it was getting like a nine, I think that'd get a lot more people like, you know what? I'm going to do the trial for Paramount plus, which by the way, is a really cheap service. Like it's not, yeah. it's not expensive to sign up for that one um, and be able to, to watch this show. So, We'll see. I'm definitely not hopeful about it. Seeing the trailers and stuff, there's some things I thought they got really right. Like seeing the CG of the Elite, is it's incredible. It looks so good. But then seeing the rest of the world, eh, not so much. Yeah. Um. And getting another Mandalorian storyline, like I, I don't know that that's what I'm looking for from a Halo story. But at the same time, like I do think that I'd rather them do something different than try to stick to the games because the, I don't think the game story works as a TV show
1: lone wolf and cub really has become the dark souls of tv show adaptations <laughs> of video games like just everyone's at it like just why don't we do lone wolf and cub okay cool um i see snow mike in the chat and we were talking about a halo and that kind of stuff and uh, i thought he was doing a review he's like oh no i'm loving it so happy with what they created and i was like oh i'm glad mike's enjoying the halo tv show and then he went the snowboarding game i have always wanted and want more now and i was like what <laughs> why is Master chief doing in in this tv show uh, we're but, going yeah. a little off the book too much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm interested. Like I'm ch- I'm interested in checking it out, but I probably won't be subscribing to Paramount Plus. And now that CBS has figured out that I am no longer an employee and has taken my Paramount Plus uh, subscription or uh, as a staff access away. I don't foresee myself um, uh, subscribing for it. Maybe I'll get lucky and Mike will like it enough that he'll just start buying us all subscriptions because that's the kind of thing he does, right? Um, <laughs> but like, uh, I, I I, think I'm going to wait until the full season is done and then come back to it because I do love the Halo universe and I'm excited that they're trying to do something different with it. I'm excited to see them doing more with Chief as a character more than anything. Um, but I think this is one of those shows where it's not like a resounding success from the uh, outset, and like I hate to say it, but there's a lot of awesome-looking Marvel TV shows coming out soon, and I yeah. only have a Hell limited yeah. amount of time to to watch things. And let me tell you, I'm in I'm knee-deep and rewatching the X Files, and then Hell I'm gonna yeah. go into I'm gonna go into like uh, Moon Knight right. and Miss Marvel and. There's so much coming out, and so this feels like. It, why
2: don't you just rewatch Daredevil with me, Tam? So let's rewatch Daredevil. Ooh.
1: It's on Disney Plus
2: now. It's it's.
1: Great. Oh yeah, is there? I mean, that first season is incredible, and yeah. the, you know what? I haven't seen the latest season.
2: Oh, th- season three is like I, I would say a, a more of a true sequel to season one than season two was, and season okay. three, is, I I, I, need to I would go back say to on par with season one of like how good it is. I was I just watched
1: season one.
0: I just watched season one for the very first time <gasps> last month it's good right it's oh it's 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 good it's good i I don't want to talk too much shit about it i also don't want to praise it as much as people have talked about it because like compared to anything modern it is it is not great yeah Uh, the thing thing, here it
1: gets worse yeah yeah, the the thing to remember is this is the first if i correct me if i'm wrong but this was the first major marvel tv show and we expected it to be dog shit and we went in there and we were like this is genuinely pretty compelling um over time like the mcu has like rapidly increased in quality to the point where the best that all the, the that they had done back then yeah. is kind of like mediocre these days yeah
2: i think yeah. I, I think agents of shield had come before daredevil and it was like kind of a paint by numbers oh, yeah. w- weekly kind of tv show and so daredevil being the first thing to come after that it was like oh this is This is certainly closer to the quality that we we know of, like, MCU and stuff like that. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, also now on Disney+. Plus You can watch all seven seasons of that show.
1: (laughs) I remember watching, and there's an episode. There's a scene which made me stop watching. And it was the scene. There's a scene where, like, the main character. What's her name? Sky? Is that it? Something like that. But, like, she's standing next. It's the end of an episode. She's standing next to a pool. And the camera cuts to her. And they didn't edit. Out, she runs into the scene they didn't edit out her starting from a stop like it cuts to her she's standing and then she realizes she needs to go and she runs into the scene so you can go her see her from standing to running into the scene and i was like i'm done with this show it's over (laughs) i like done uh it was so bad that show i love it um next story GoldenEye video game trademark renewed amid remaster rumors. This comes from the number one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven video game website on the internet, GameSpot.com, um, written by Eddie McCooch. While still unconfirmed, the evidence for a new GoldenEye remaster continues to mount. VGC discovered, chat to VGC, that the GoldenEye trademark covering downloadable electronic game software was granted its second extension just this week. This alone does not necessarily mean anything and trademarks are filed and extended by companies regularly, even when there are no plans to release a product. That may also be true here. But the GoldenEye trademark renewal for software specifically is intriguing given that a HD remaster of the classic N64 game GoldenEye has been rumored for some time. VGC reported that the announcement of such a game might be delayed due to Russia's attacks against the Ukraines, given how GoldenEye's story involves Soviet Russia. In January, GoldenEye 007 achievements on Xbox leaked which might be further evidence of an upcoming remaster. Fans may recall how a finished remaster of GoldenEye for Xbox 360 was ready to go until it was cancelled due to licensing issues. A Goldeneye remake for the Wii was released in 2010 but it featured Daniel Craig standing in for Pierce Brosnan absolutely heresy there. Um a reloaded edition for PS3 and Xbox 360 was released later. 2022 marks the 60th anniversary of the James Bond series. The company behind the franchise teased today that fans should watch out for announcements, events and new content across 2022. A re-release of GoldenEye 007 could be amongst the surprise announcements, it seems, though nothing is confirmed at this stage. And then in other news, Hitman developer IO Interactive is still working on a James Bond game. Hell yeah. How do you feel about GoldenEye potentially coming back? Are you sick of GoldenEye yet?
0: Uh, well, I'm just kind of sick of talking about the rumors of it coming back just because like I feel like at this point, it's like, all right, it's going to happen. Just do it. Like, just announce it. Let's just have it happen. I don't think it's going to be like a crazy from the ground up remake or anything. Like, it's going to be a remaster, probably just like um, the, the perfect dark one we got uh, two generations ago at this point when the other when we know that they did the same thing for GoldenEye and it ended up just not happening. Mm-hmm. So. We'll see what this ends up shaking out to be, um, but I am way more excited for the uh, the new Bond game coming out. Like, mm-hmm. hopefully, that comes out in the next two years or so, because that sounds really damn cool. Um, but yeah, definitely would love to get this this out so we can uh, move past it. Because I do think that uh, we should be able to play GoldenEye on modern consoles because of how pivotal and pivotal and important it is. Um, and it would be really fun to pop mm-hmm. into some multiplayer just for the. Just for a stream, you know, just to remember yes. that and reminisce. Having said that, it's not going to hold up and it's yeah. not what it used to be. Yeah. So,
1: for the sake of preservation, great. I'm just going to say this separately aside. Please be seating if you are, if you are very, very um, liable to be shocked and tilted and by people saying true facts. That game sucks today okay a game is asked to play it is not fun okay the only thing you're getting out of it is a small hit of nostalgia for 10 minutes leave goldeneye in the past it's poo poo in 2022 counterpoint, counterpoint. Hmm.
0: Every song is a banger. So you can just turn that thing that on. No matter how bad the game it's is, true. it's still worth playing,
1: baby. You can find all those songs on youtube.com. It's easy. It's, that is awesome. I, I am truly sick of the air in the universe being taken up by GoldenEye is back. It's like GoldenEye had its moment. It sucks now. There's a billion other shooters that are better. Just watch a video of it. You will get the same satisfaction from watching a video of it than you will spending money to play one time on your nintendo switch or your whatever modern thing you're going to be like this sucks on a modern controller it was designed to be played on the nintendo 64's weird ass boomerang thing and even um, playing and it
2: on the weird ass boomerang is not fun it's not it was good. annoying yeah,
0: yeah like even like it was I annoying said that you could play with two n64 oh, controllers that's true. and then that's it was dual
1: analog Listen, if you care about GoldenEye 64, if you're out there and you're going to respond to this by saying, no, I care about GoldenEye 64. If you truly care about GoldenEye 64, find a CRT, find a Nintendo 64, play it on the cartridge the way that it was meant to be. Find your old friends that you played it with. You probably won't because they've moved on. Yeah, They don't give a shit about GoldenEye and you should do the same. If you really care about GoldenEye,
0: do it the OG way. You're so right and you you are absolutely correct. Having Mm -hmm. said that. buy Elden Ring instead? <laughs> James Bond games. I really wish that we could recapture the magic of that type of multiplayer in a modern time where it's like way, way, way smaller arena style maps, but it is about the proximity minds and the gadgets and the fun of it all without going yeah. too overbearing with loadouts and all that stuff. But I just don't know if that works. Like, I can't even think of a price point. I can't even think of content that would make that worthwhile. But not just Goldeneye, like the memories I have of Nightfire on uh Um, the the ps2 oh my god like it was just so much fun that like time splitters type of first person shooters gameplay like I would love to get that back but having said that it's it can't just be the same thing back like it needs to be what we remember those games playing like Mm -hmm. they need to make a new experience that gives us that kind of you know feeling
1: yeah, and to be clear, I think I had some of the most fun times in my life playing Goldeneye. I truly loved it. And there was like a, a, a kind of like remake project, a fan made one called Goldeneye Reloaded for a while, which was based on the Source engine. That was Strike so Source, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they like redid the music and everything. And I was like, I played a bunch of that as well. But yeah. Um, I'm excited to leave GoldenEye this specific version in the past, and I am super, super excited for IO's GoldenEye project because they've been knocking it out of the park with Hitman. And if anyone can do a good GoldenEye game or a good Bond game, it's them. So, I'm very excited for that. Next story Resident Evil live action series gets July release date on Netflix and new posters this comes from GameSpot's very own Matt Elfring. Netflix's upcoming live action Resident Evil series finally has a release date the eight one hour long episodes will be arriving on Netflix uh July 14th. Additionally teaser posters for the upcoming show were released and fans of the video games will catch the very obvious references to Umbrella Corporation and the T-Virus the virus that turns people into zombies and monstrosities. The official synopsis reads Year 2036, 14 years after a deadly virus caused a global apocalypse. Jade Wesker fights for survival (laughs) in a world overrun by bloodthirsty, infected, and insane creatures. In this absolute carnage, Jade Wesker is haunted by her past in New Raccoon City, by her father's chilling connections to the. New Raccoon City! It's like New Donk City, but with zombies. (laughs) But mostly, but what happened to her sister? Billy Wesker? The fuck? That's right. The series follows the Wesker family. Lance Riddick of Oz, John Wick, Destiny, many other things, will play Albert Wesker. While other character names haven't been revealed as of this writing, the show also starts Ella Balinska? from charlie's angels tamara smart from are you afraid of the dark sienna agudong from fast nine the fast saga Uh, adeline rudolph from riverdale and uh, paula nunez from bad boys for life andrew dab from supernatural will serve as a showrunner i do love supernatural but still jade wesker um executive producer and writer uh mary lee sutton from tell me a story um of tell me a story will write an executive produce alongside him the netflix live action series wasn't the only live action resident evil project in production in the fall of 2021 a new film franchise launched for resident evil welcome to raccoon city which as we know went swimmingly oh wait no it was booty um the film led many to believe it would be a more faithful uh, to the first two games in the series the movie only made 38 million globally by launching in the midst of a pandemic over on metacritic the film scored a 41 from 20 44 from 21 critics so it's uh, not very liked i go, saw go that, off. that movie
0: in theaters <laughs> mm-hmm. Resident president evil welcome to raccoon mm-hmm. city It was the promise of what gamers wanted. It's just, we're going to adapt it and we're going to just do it. We're going to do the games as a movie. And they did that with the costumes that look just like the games and the puzzles from the games and the choices you have to make from the games all shoved into one movie. Now, where did they go wrong besides doing exactly what I just said? They decided to also not just adapt one of the games, to adapt elements of three of the games and mash them all together in a way that made absolutely no sense. It was an atrocity. It was so fun to watch because there was one actor in the movie, and I'm not going to say which one because I don't want to show that much disrespect, but there is one actor that cares more more about acting in that movie than I've seen any actor ever care about acting in any feature film <laughs> of all time, and he'd committed, just committed so hard, and it 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 was sad because the movie didn't commit to him, you know, it did not give him his due, and it was a disaster. The entire thing was a damn disaster. Now pairing that with this, cool. Let's go even more off the wall, off books. This is a a far fledged future that obviously isn't a future of the games or movies or anything that we've had before of resident evil. None of this looks great. Barrett, please bring that picture up again. Remember when they like teased
2: of like the cast reveal and all it was, was this image in that one like
0: netflix like stream or whatever and it was so weird and so now we have context right now okay cool this let's look at this picture what does it scream resident evil oh of course right of course we have the wesker family we have billy wesker and we have jade wesker what the fuck is this guys what is this like also why is it a show if at least if it was a movie, it could be like, "Hey, here's two hours of dog shit." Now it's like, "Oh man!" And uh, again, I haven't seen this. There's a chance that it's good. That's a lie. There's no chance. I'm over. What? What um, do you have to say about this, Tam? I, I Jade Wesker is Thank what i Jade <laughs> yeah, Wesker. Yes.
1: Like, how do you make? How do you mystify the mysterious and conniving? albert wesker you give him a fucking the simpsons family <laughs> like of kids like why what i don't un- uh, the thing i don't understand is what kind of i would love to see the contract that capcom signed where they just seem to how ha- allow any tom dick and harry to come along and just tear their resident evil franchise apart as like the developers are like doing a pretty amazing job of like making great games and like revitalizing it in a lot of ways, you know, we had the RE2 remake, I would say one of the best games in a long, long time. RE like um six, uh, seven and eight have been pretty amazing. They're doing genuine good. I mean, they're doing some weird shit as well, like fucking that weird multiplayer game, but like for the most part, a lot of good things happening in the Resident Evil franchise. Which is being leveraged for, like, garbage? Like, I don't understand. What, you, what is this strategy? I, I really don't get it. It makes no sense to me. And I yeah. feel like, like some some Hollywood executives got some real dirt on someone at Capcom to be like, we're going to shit on your Resident Evil franchise repeatedly from a hype from a number of different angles, and there's nothing that you can do about it. <laughs> um, it's just like, holy shit, man. Just, just yeah, Tighten up shop. Like, CG movies that are bad. Fucking live-action movies that are bad, TV shows that are bad, just every bad opportunity to, like, kick Resident Evil in the dick while it's, like, trying its best, they're doing it.
0: I mean, I will say that the Welcome to Raccoon City movie, I'm pretty sure is now, like, hopefully free on some streaming service. Uh but if you have even like an hour, if you if you have 20 minutes just to turn it on just to see what it is, it legitimately is the opening live action scenes from the first game just turned into a movie. So it's like there is very few things more faithful than what they did. Uh it just wasn't good to begin with and it definitely is not good in movie form and I am willing to bet it will not be good in TV series form on Netflix with Lance Reddick as Wesker. <laughs>
1: Yeah, what is that version of Wesker all about? Like, I don't understand it. I want to see, like, Lance Riddick as Albert Wesker telling his kids to go to their room and stuff like that. It's just, I don't understand. And, but it's just very, very strange. But let's move on. Remember, folks, you can go to patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, here's a word from our sponsors.
0: Shout out to DoorDash. Sometimes pulling into your driveway after a trip to the grocery store only to realize you forgot one key ingredient for dinner kind of feels like the end of the world. But with DoorDash, you can get the groceries and household essentials you need or a backup meal from your favorite local restaurant delivered in under an hour. Desperately craving a late night snack or just want to stock up for the week with DoorDash. Get it all in one app. We've been using DoorDash forever. You hear us on the Kind of Funny podcast always talking about the different taquerias we're ordering from the different Burger places we're ordering from, we are super happy, and we love to just get the food delivered right to us. For a limited time, you guys can get 25 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code Kinda Funny. That's 25 off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code Kinda Funny. Don't forget that's code Kinda Funny for 25 off your first order with DoorDash, subject to change terms apply shout out to me undies we've all been there trying on clothes in a dressing room and everything makes you look like three kids hiding in a coat finding the perfect size is annoying that's why me undies makes undies bralettes and loungewear to fit just right y'all know how long i've loved me undies i am often wearing the shirt the lounge pants the undies the socks like i'm doing right now if i was a cartoon character this would just be my my outfit would just be all me undies i love it because of the soft micro modal fabric and because it does fit really well me undies knows that comfort starts with the perfect size and fit that's why they wear test all sizes from extra small to 4XL for everything they make. They've got different cuts for different butts and everything from bold colors to fun adventurous prints so the world can be a comfier place for every booty. <laughs> uh, MeUndies promises if you're not comfortable with any product for any reason you can return your order for a full refund within 45 days. MeUndies has a great offer for y'all. For any first time purchasers you can get 15% off and free shipping right to your door to get 50% off your first order free shipping and 100% satisfaction care Go to meundies.com slash kind of funny. That's meundies.com slash kind of funny.
1: Tim, it's going to be a few months until we get the hot new Resident Evil TV show. But where would I go to get the official list? of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show oh wait no i fucked that up completely <laughs> you would go too I, 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 I was list of i was software. like i was like wait no i'm the host not the co-host <laughs> <laughs> you know where to go <laughs> yeah i was like fuck wait no i'm supposed to not be saying that that's tim's thing <laughs> listen tim where would i go if i wanted to buy elden ring
0: the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kinda Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. I'm telling you, every moment in between a thought, Elden Ring appears. It's, I, I, Sometimes I worry it won't go away. Like it's just going to be there forever. And I love it. But um, here we are. Out today we have Dark D for Switch. Shredders, which you'll be able to see very soon on Kinda Funny. For Xbox Series X and S and PC. Persona 4 Arena Ultimax for PS4, Switch, PC. Good game. Gal Gun, Double Piece for Switch. Monster Energy Supercross 5 for PS5, 4, Xbox X, okay. S, Xbox One. They've got five of those games, baby. Um, Anno Mutationum. Wow. PS5, PS4, PC. Curious Expedition 2, PS4, Xbox One. WRC 10 for Switch. Day. Owned for PC? I don't know what that means. Uh, this means warp for PC. Uh new dates. Uh Chinatown Detective Agency is coming April 7th, and Sniper Elite 5 is coming on May 26, 2022 Uh, few deals of the day. The streets of Rage 4 is 14.99 on the US eShop, and today is also the last day to get the bundle for Ukraine for $10 on HIO. That includes Almost a thousand items and games, um, a lot of games in there, and all it's all DRM free. And obviously, you get to support a good cause. Uh, reader mail, I looked at reader mail earlier, and there was nothing in there, and it doesn't look like there is anything in there again. People are just not interested in sending email to uh, read email to me when I'm here. Upsetting scenes. <laughs> what have I done to you? What have I done to you, huh? Um, and there's uh, no squad up either. Um, let's check out. You're wrong. I don't think there's going to be anything in there. Oh, Timmy there Buddy, one, there's one yeah. thing
0: in there. Timmy Buddy says, Welcome to Recon City is not on any streaming service. You have to pay $5.99 to rent it or $19.99 to buy digitally. And I can for sure say it is not worth either of those prices uh, for that film. No.
1: no, 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 do not do that. No, no, no. Just wait until it goes for free. Or like if you see someone watching it as you pass by their house, just peek through the window. Actually, no, don't do that. That'll get you in trouble. Yeah, don't do that. Uh-huh. No. Nope. Nope. Tim, I've done it again. I've finished the show with 10 it. minutes to spare. You That's know what that fine. means. Now We're we get to out. goof off. Now we get Good. to hang out. Mm-hmm. How are you getting on with video games? This is what I want to know pretty well pretty well most of the things
0: what that i ex- most of the things i'm excited to talk about playing i can't talk about playing you know what i'm talking about all that embargoes and shit but next mm. week wink wink nod nod you're going to want to check out gamescast for some fun stuff uh but yeah it's been a good time for video games i'll say that have you
2: started um final fantasy origin stranger paradise tim
0: i have i've not had the the luxury <laughs> of uh trying to kill chaos quite yet but I'm i am I'm very excited uh, for that. But that is also one of those games that I have a feeling I'm going to drop off of quickly because uh, as amusing as it is, I don't think the gameplay is going to hook me enough. But I can't wait to watch um, the streams of people playing and, like, the <laughs> disastrously bad uh, dialogue, which, again – is so awesome. Like, I feel like it, that is the best part of the. I've charm got of it, it
2: downloaded because, and this is like rare for me to like really like try out like a especially like a Final Fantasy like spin off game almost right, um, be, just because of like all of the memes that have been coming out on Twitter about it, and I've heard good things about the gameplay. Like it's the developers of Neo, um, and that was like before I was like really. Um, had any interest in like souls like games, but I did remember enjoying at least the the combat with Neo. So if it, I I think it's a, definitely different from the combat of Neo, but it's the same developer. So like you got you mm. know that the gameplay is probably going to be good, and so I I want it for that mix of just like total just what the fuck story and just like all right we're we're playing a fun game here.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I didn't vibe with Neo, so that's why I'm a little yeah. hesitant about it.
1: My favorite thing about them is like they clearly started making a Final Fantasy game and then at some point went this combat is great. How do we make sure people get into this combat as quickly and frequently as possible? And then someone went, what if we just cut out all the Final Fantasy stuff? and then that's the game that they have made where it's like someone will tell you go to the king and speak to the king so that you have uh, uh, permission to go and save the lands and fight these monsters and you're like okay now I'm going to run through this town in classic Final Fantasy fashion and go to the king and then like it smash cuts to you talking to the king and you're like what? What happened? And it's like <laughs> oh now now the time now's the time in the game Final Fantasy game where you speak to a bunch of people in the town and get their opinions on things and you're like okay I'm ready to Talk to a lot of people, and a menu comes up, and you just select their names one by one through the thing, and they just give you like some text, and then you move on with your life. And you're like, oh, they they like they really streamlined the shit out of this, and like took took it out of uh, a lot of the Final Fantasy stuff out of it, so you would just play the game. Which I'm like fascinated to see how that comes uh, comes together. Um, it's very exciting, and also like bad uh, dialogue is everything for me. Like this could truly be the video game version of the room finally. Like this yeah. is the game that finally. could be f- that. Yeah, we've finally. achieved peak greatness, everybody. Yeah, we've done finally. it. Finally, yeah. Everyone's trying to be the Shawshank Redemption of video games. No, we should be being the Room of video games. Okay, true culture, yeah. high art. Yeah. I,
0: I will say, uh, I played the the demo, uh, and I played a little bit past the demo. Uh, I had the preview event for Kirby and the Forgotten Land, and there's a, a similar energy to that game. But I think <laughs> it is it's it's backed up uh more so by like the great platforming and stuff. But there is a weirdness to Kirby that I can't wait for everybody to to really kind of wrap yeah. their heads around. Uh because in the the opening bits of the game, you get cutscenes and they are just like the Kingdom Hearts trailers without sound effects. Um uh, oh, because no. there aren't sound effects and things are just happening and it is so awkward. But that in a game whose primary feature is Mouthful Mode, somehow it's like they double down on this weirdness, and it's just fucking working for me, and I can't wait to keep playing it. I will never get
1: over Mouthful Mode, like mm-hmm. never in 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 my life. Uh, yeah. Tim, have you played Tunic? Not yet. Are you going to? Because that is I a Tim-ass Tim game.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's I mean, dude, visually, it's great. Andy was uh, hyping me
1: up on it. Um, yeah, uh, I was listening it's, to the Gamescast review and I'm like, Oh, shit. It's a little Zelda game, mate. It's a mm-hmm. little Zelda game for yeah. you. Yeah, I started playing it yesterday and it's it's a really, really interesting game. My favorite thing about it, I I don't think it's spoilers and I'm sure they, they have mentioned it before, is a little instruction manual that you get yeah. where it's like, it's so cuz like you can zoom in on the little pictures of the fox so and it does good. that thing where in the you know in the mario m- manual you they had like illustrations, illustrations of him like jumping on the turtle you have that same one and like i looked at it and i was like this artwork is adorable and like i would buy prints of it i'm like 2 hours in i'm not super sold on the game i'm like i'm not like falling in love but i would like mm. buy t-shirts of that little lad with his when he runs or when they run like his little Tuft of hair flaps about as you it. run. It's so cute. It's so cute. My, that um, is the best man. Back in the
0: day, uh, I was addicted to instruction manuals and it's because they always had like really cool, unique art. And this was like before you could just Google image uh, anything because it didn't exist. But like mm-hmm. uh, I remember getting the Mario All Stars uh, cartridge, which is my first video game I ever owned, and I am the luckiest human being in the world because of that. Um, can you imagine just? yeah. That treasure trove where it's like, hey, here's your first video hey, your game, first video Mario game. 1, Mario the 2, <laughs> the other Mario 2, Mario 3. Oh, it was Mario All-Stars plus World. I'm a lucky little lad. But um, the instruction manual had illustrations of all the different games of Mario and a bunch of different like power-ups. I remember looking through it before I had, I had beaten the games and being like, this motherfucker turns into a frog and a raccoon. <laughs> and I'm like, I was just blown away by all of it. So that's so cool that Tunic did that.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to dig more into it once and, I have you
0: gotten to a boss fight yet, Tim?
1: So I fought the first boss. Okay, okay. Uh, I did I did that thing. So I know a lot of people. It's very hands off, uh, and, and a lot of people have like. Realized that they were fighting the first boss, having not get, gotten the sword, so they just kind to fight that boss <laughs> with a stick. stick. And I was like, yeah. "God damn!" <laughs> like, yeah. people were doing and, that. And that's the play. cool thing
2: of like how it hands off with like the the uh, instruction booklet is like it is kind of a core part of the game of like learning the the secrets mm. and like the oh like uh, I should have a sword at this point and stuff like that. Uh, that's really cool. My one thing with it so far, I'm like three, bo- like I got to the third boss yesterday and I, I, I put it down. Is that I'm having this weird disconnect because people have been talking about, like, oh, it's, like, kind of Soulsy, y uh, 2D Zelda-like, right? Um, and I definitely do see that. But the thing with, like, Zelda bosses, especially in, like, a 2D uh, landscape, is that, like, a lot of, like, dungeons or areas surrounding a boss kind of, like, teach you and, like, uh, give you a language of, like, what to expect from the boss, And Mm. I don't see that a lot here, and that's, like, the weird disconnect I'm having with it so far, where it's, like, when I get to a boss, I'm like, oh, these are aspects of it that, like, these are aspects that I learned from, like, the last hour or so. Like, that's, I think that's where people are coming at with, like, the kind of Soulsy experience, where it's like, Mm. oh, you got to, like, learn this boss when you get to it and not in the build-up. And, like, as a kind of Zelda-inspired game, that's kind of, like... I don't know how I feel about that. I think the bosses of of themselves are like really fun. Like I got through the the first couple on like first tries and they were like really dope in and of itself in like an isolated instance. But like that's got to sit with me a little bit of like, do I think these two design ideas clash too much? But that's that's my really my only gripe so far. It's it's a really beautiful and really charming Mm. game. And again, I, I love that instruction booklet.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to dig into more of it and I'm sure Tim you'll enjoy it. Too. Tomorrow? hmm What did you say? I'd say yeah. your name. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna dig into it tomorrow. And I'm gonna dig into it tomorrow. Um Oh yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh tomorrow tomorrow's hosts are Greg and Bless. Um and if you're watching live on Twitch right now, after this, we we will be playing playing Shredders. It's a snowboarding game. The devs are going to be involved and there's going to be one snow, bicycle, bicycle. my mm-hmm. shredding the gnaw as he says. Um, I hope he tells some of his stories about snowboarding or like doing weird winter sports because it's always funny to me. Yep. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to YouTube.com forward slash kind of funny plays. Head over there, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell button. I don't know. Do all the, do the something. stuff. Do something over there. Just click various things and see yeah. what happens. Remember, this has been kind of funny games daily, each and every weekday, live right here on twitch.tv forward slash kind of funny games. We run you through all the most important nerdy news you need to know about to feel good about yourself and your hobbies. You know, Mm -hmm. we have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games. If you're not, go over there and sub. Do some shit. easy. If you can, do it. Stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, laugh and grow fat.